It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. So here's the thing. You know, the 49ers, uh, as they stand right now, going into, um, you know, going into 2023, um, in terms of cap room, they have effective cap room of... Uh, shade under, I believe it is, uh, about $16 million right now, which isn't a lot. And they've got a ton of free agents that, uh, that are, that are about to walk. Um, some of them obviously will be retained. Um, and you know, in terms of, um, free agents, they've got one, two, three, um, four restricted rights, free agents, right. Which is essentially, they're not actually free agents, right? And those are Demetrius Flanagan, Foles, Kevin Gibbons, Colton McKivitz, and then Juwan Jennings. And then the rest are, are unrestricted, uh, excuse me, unrestricted free agents. Um, and, and there's some big names on here, right? And mm-hmm. if we go, if we go just, uh, you know, just by uh, their 2022 salary, right? Which is how it's listed on spot track. Uh, Jimmy Ward, 31 and a half, going to be a free agent. Jimmy Garoppolo, Sansom Ebukam, Emmanuel Mosley, Mike McGlinchey, Aziz Alshair, Robbie Gold, Daniel Brunskill, Hassan Ridgeway, Kerry Hyder, Tyler Croft, Maurice Hurst, Tayshawn Gibson, Josh Johnson, Jordan Willis, Tabor Pepper, Ross Dwelly, Jake Brendel, Jason Verrett, and then, you know, you've got those uh, restricted rights for agents, and then Tarvarius Moore and Charles Amenehu. There's a lot of starters in there. And a lot mm-hmm. of and a lot of names on the on the defensive side of the ball, right? In terms of starters, I'm looking at Ward, Garoppolo, if you want to count that, right? Mm-hmm. Ebukam, Mosley, McGlinchey, Aziz, Gold, Daniel Brunskill as a part-time starter. Um, and then Tayshawn Gibson, who started all season this year, Tabor Pepper, and uh Jake Brendel, right? So that's eleven starters uh on that's a, a lot. on a that's a lot. That's that's half, right? You, you start mm-hmm. twenty two, so they've got some they've they've got some moves to make um, this off season in terms of re signing some of these guys, and also you know being able to to be some a, a bit of a player in in free agency, um, and so you know I, I the kind of what I wanted to look at and and talk through with you is. You know, in terms of those those names that that we listed off, which ones are you to you are like we've they've got to re-sign that guy. They've they, we've sure. got to keep that guy on the team. Um, well, let's, because, let's let's run through ahead. here. Let's let's look at the list and kind of see if if let's see what we think. See where they're going to go. You know, we'll just kind of break it all down. Um, yeah. so, all right, so you, you want to start want... on the defensive side or the offensive okay. side? Let's let's run down the defensive side first. Let's do it that way because I think there's. Okay. There's a lot there. So there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys on the defensive line that are uh, that are free agents. And that is Hassan Ridgeway, Maurice mm-hmm. Hurst, Kevin Gibbons, Samson Ebukam, Kerry Hyder, Jordan Willis, and Charles Amenahu. Of that list, which one are you like, we got to get that guy back? Which one are you like, at the right price, uh, fine. And then another where you're like, I'm, I'm okay with them, with them moving on. You know, it's interesting with that group because I know many who played well, you know, Ibu Khan mm-hmm. is, I guess you could say he's somewhat of a big-ish name. I, I guess you could say that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
lot of those guys are kind of role players, right? A lot of yeah. those guys are affordable to me. Many who may have some legal trouble, we don't know, but he's a guy to me who could get overpaid on the open market after the last year and a half or so that he's had. So yeah. I could see that happening. But a lot of these guys to me are affordable. Hurst has been hurt. Ridgeway has been hurt. What, what the Niners have to decide, I think, is I feel like, one, they still want to stay stout on those lines. We know that that's a point of emphasis for them. But do they want to get better at those lines? And do they maybe yeah. go in a different direction in some of those places? They, I'm interested to see, we, we talk about Willis and, and Amenihu and Ibukam and Hyder. I think they need somebody better on the other side of Nick Bosa, somebody a little, who's going to get a little bit more attention. Because I think you saw at the end of the season, I thought Bosa wore down or he was hurt, one of the two. So do they think Drake, Drake, Jake Jackson is going to take that step. Well, we saw it with Banks on the offensive side. We were like, well, what's going on with this guy? And then he was really good in year two. Maybe they think Jackson can be that guy. But I wonder if they're going to try to go elsewhere. So, so you know, Brian, I don't know that any of those guys, I think, oh, my God, we have to have them back. I think some combination of them will be back. But I think they look at all of those guys as pieces as opposed to, you know, we got to pay this guy 10, 15 million. I don't think any of those guys are that guy. I think they look at them as pieces on the line in – Maybe half of them, four of them will be back. Maybe that sort of thing, I would say. Well, and what's interesting, what's interesting about that, that, that group is that by far and away, the most expensive player was Samson Ebukam with a $6 million base salary in mm-hmm. uh, 2022. Uh, the next highest is Hassan Ridgeway at 1.8. He was a free agent last year. So uh, like role player salaries. Yeah, Amenahu, Amenahu was making 703000 Um Jordan Willis, 1.1. Kerry Hyder, 1.5. Kevin Givens, 895. Again, he's a restricted, so he'll be back. Uh, Maurice Hurst, 1.1. Didn't play a down in the season because he got hurt in the uh, preseason. I was bummed about that. I thought he was going to play a big role. Yeah, me too. Um, And then, like I said, Hassan Ridgeway at 1.8. So, yeah, I think... You know, I I think that is a that is an area. Now, remember, you've got Kalia Davis, who they drafted in the sixth round last year, who came back to practice at the end of the season. He was kind of a red shirt guy that they mm-hmm. were, you know, that they were going to bring along. So I imagine he'll be, you know, he'll have a role. Um, you know, they've got some guys on the practice squad. So, you know, I, I personally think Amenahu is uh, of the group. Amenahu would be the one that I would want them to bring back. You know, I think his inside outside versatility is, is probably the most beneficial, uh, but you're right. He might at, at 25 years old, you know, he might be getting a, a, a big contract. And the other thing you got to think about, granted, the, the Texans traded him to the 49ers, but he may want to go back to the Texans. He's from Texas and D'Amico's there. You know, yeah. that could be, you know, that could be a guy that, that they that they target. So um, I don't think Ebicom will be back. I think Drake Jackson fills that role. But, you know, the one thing that I think that they need, Drake Jackson, athletic freak, big guy, right, bendy not super fast. I think they need a speed rusher opposite Nick Bosa. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're missing. And so yeah. it'll be interesting to see if they either try and go, target that in the draft or if they try and bring anybody in. Um, if we look at uh, defensive backs, um, again, the big one being Jimmy Ward and Tayshawn Gibson and Tarverius Moore. The top three free safeties are, are uh, <clears throat> their free agents. Uh, and, and then you've Mosley. got Mosley. Yeah. And so yeah. I think they're I think they're gonna try and bring Mosley back. I think they should bring Mosley back because yeah. I don't think he's gonna command a high salary. Um, Not they got, as, I don't want to say lucky there because it, it hurt them this season, right. obviously. But in sure, terms certainly. of signing him back, if he had the season yeah. he was having, he was gonna get paid because that is two awesome seasons. 
Um, I mean, I think he was going to get yeah. a lot because you can look like, Trevarius Ward. Like he's not somebody who you think like, you know, he doesn't, he's not Jalen Ramsey. He doesn't name, name doesn't come off to you like that, but right. he got paid a lot. He's a terrific corner. And I yeah. think Mosley is the same thing. Mosley was playing like a true number one corner for two, well, a year and a half before he mm-hmm. got hurt. I think mm-hmm. he was going to get paid. Now I think possibly he might follow D'Amico too, but possibly the Niners can get him back at a discounted rate, sort of a prove it deal to make sure he's, he's healthy. Uh, yeah, coming into next season. So, and yeah, I think Jimmy Ward's gone. I think so too. Which he's, I, I think, you know, he's been a good, he's been a good Niner, versatile Niner. I think he's gone. And Gibson played really well for him this year. I think they'll make it a point to bring him back. Well, and get well, Gibson. What Gibson is doing right now is is essentially trying to determine whether or not he's going to retire. Um, and so one thing that he did say was that um, he said that Talanohu Funga. Uh, he said, what did he say? He said. He uh, he opened a well of youth in me or something like that. Basically playing with Hufanga, you know, and his youthful exuberance really kind of rekindled some things with Gibson. And so um, I think if if he doesn't retire, I think his plan is to come back. And I think they want him back. Obviously, they, you know, they kicked Jimmy Ward down to the nickel and told him mm-hmm. either you play nickel or you ride the bench because we're not right. we're not getting. And then not only that, but. Um, I saw something and and I don't, I don't know if I'll be able to find it, but I will. But um, Tayshawn Gibson, uh, what uh, had the lowest missed tackle rate of any starting safety, and then his passer rating allowed, I think, was number three overall. So he had a tremendous season at at, at age thirty one. So you know, again, it would be coming back on a one year deal, and then you know, hopefully trying to find possibly his his replacement in the draft. They also really like uh, Quantrez Knight, who is a safety on the practice squad. They brought him in as an un, uh, as an undrafted free agent last year. He really impressed in camp. They put him on the practice squad. He's been on the practice squad all season. I think that's a guy that they're kind of eyeing for, for one of those roles as well, which is, again, another reason why I do think, like you said, Jimmy's gone. Um, I think it's imperative that they bring Robbie, Robbie Gold back and, and also the yeah. best long snapper in the NFL, Tabor Pepper. Um, yeah, I think they you know, and I think, to. yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the only, the only, you know, the only thing you got to figure out is if Robbie's going to be too expensive. He was, um, he was, uh, 3.6, uh, as a, as a base or as his base value this season. So, uh, not a cheap, not a cheap player. Um, but again, can you afford to, to, to have somebody else, right? Robbie gold is still, uh, a hundred percent in the, in the playoffs. So please yep. bring that guy back. 100%. Um, the, the big question to me, uh, obviously is Mike McGlinchey, you know, what is the team view him? Do they, do they, do they view him as a, a necessity in terms of bringing back? Um, you know, they've got quite a few dudes on this team who have guard tackle flexibility. It seems like mm-hmm. that's kind of what they focus on in the draft. So you've got Colton McKivitz, you've got, uh, excuse me. You've got Colton McKivitz. You've got um, Jalen Moore. You've got um, really Spencer Burford, who played right tackle in college, even though he played right guard for the 49ers this past season. Um, and so you've you've got some names there, but you know, for for as much shit as Mike McGlinchey gets uh, on Twitter and and from 49er fans, he's still a top 15 right tackle in the NFL, which you know it's hard to, it's hard to just let that walk, but you know, what kind of salaries are you going to command? He was on it. 
his fifth year option, he was playing at four and a half million dollars this year. I would imagine that, you know, he's going to at least get double that uh, on the free agent market, if not, you know, significantly more. So again, what, what do you do there? I think that's the biggest question. Someone Uh, will pay Mike McClinchy a shit ton of money. I think so too. I think so too. I think he wants to come back to the Niners. I think the Niners want him back. I don't know if they could, and you're right. He take, he takes a ton of shit from people, but yeah. When you look, I mean, who are you going to replace him? Is there somebody you want to replace him with? Right. Name out that people like, um, I thought he played pretty well at the end of the season with Lynchy overall. He had, I thought a really strong end of the season. And like he was, he came in, he's been banged up too. So a lot of his issues may, may have been through injury. He's mm-hmm. a good, he's a good player. He's not an all pro player, but he's, he's a good player in my estimation. And, he will get he will get overpaid in free agency. I'm sure his agent knows it. I'm sure he knows it. He will get a ton of money. So it'll be interesting to see how they approach this. Well, and and at locker room cleanout this uh, this season, he was instead of wearing 49ers gear, he was wearing his collective arts agency gear. That's who there reps you, him. So he's already in free agency mode. And that's the other thing is Mike McGlinchey was one of the players that lived in San Francisco in the offseason and was at the facility all offseason. So again, a, a great, a great teammate, a great player. Um, I genuinely do hope they bring him back. I think he was a victim of being a top ten pick, you know, and people have certain expectations at that at that level. Like you said, he's not an All Pro, but he's definitely uh, better than a lot of what any other team has in the NFL. The only guy that I think they could possibly look at would be Jawan Taylor, who is uh, a free agent. He was the right tackle for the Jacksonville Jaguars this year. I think he and McGlinchey are going to be the two top paid tackles in this uh, free agency class. So, I mean, do you go with a player who I think is a little bit younger uh, and and a little bit more stout in pass protection, but I don't think he's quite the run blocker that McGlinchey is? Or do you go with the guy that you know and you are comfortable with? And I think they, I, Kyle Shanahan strikes me as a guy that would rather do that. Um, but... Again, you know, does it fit? Because they're going to have to restructure some deals, right? Uh, Eric oh, Armstead is yeah. not Eric Armstead is not going to make what he is currently slated to make this offseason. Neither is uh, I would imagine neither is George Kittle and probably not Trent Williams, right? They're going to do they're going to get paragged, as I like to call it. Um, you know, they're they're gonna they're gonna get more room that we don't need to worry about that. They'll they'll figure that part out. Um, the question is, you know, are they are they willing to pay? what it might take to retain McGlinchey. And it feels like Shanahan is willing to pay that kind of money at the tackles and at center and, and, and try and get by with whatever he can get by with at guard. So, you know, I, I do think they could, but I don't know that they will. The only other center, uh, big center is interesting to me. Huh? Jake, center is interesting to me. Are they going to try to bring, do they want right. to bring Brendel back? Were they happy with him this year? And Brunskill is a piece where, you know, Brunskill could slide in. Brunskill is super versatile. Do they mm-hmm. view him as somebody they just want back on the team? But center's big because Kyle had shown you he went for Weston Richburg. He, he signed Alex yeah. Mack. Yep. Do they have something else they want to try to do? Or are they okay bringing Brendel back? That's 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 one of the names that really, really sticks out to me. It wouldn't, unless you're a Niners fan, you know, the casual yeah. fan probably thinking about Jake Brendel this offseason, <laughs> but I am. What, what, what are the Niners <laughs> going to do there is a huge question mark for me. Yeah. And then the other thing is, you know, they had two guys that, that, you know, I guess reporters and maybe, maybe brass kind of hinted at it, but Jason Poe and Nick Zakel, who were Nick Zakel was a, a draft pick, a six round draft pick out of Fordham. And then mm, Jason Poe yeah. was an undrafted free agent out of Mercer. I love Jason Poe. I think, I think Jason Poe could be a future fullback. Like I, there's 
anyway, regardless, they talked about them possibly being, uh, especially Zakel, uh, center of the future. Zakel's a little bigger, you know, uh, Jason Poe is six one. Um, you know, he's just a small or six two. Uh, but Zakel is, you know, a big beefy dude. I think he's like six five. Um, and went to Fordham, which is a, you know, a, an academic school, if you will. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, after reading up on him after the draft, you know, his, uh, his uh college coach he played left tackle at fordham but even at left tackle he was the one calling protections for the line because he was the smartest guy on the line so i think they like that about him um and so i don't know how much run he got uh at that position uh in scout team or anything like that but it seems like they're grooming him to be the center of the future but you know so maybe you bring brendel back on a one or two year deal mm-hmm. so you can continue to groom zakel um i i think they were happy with brendel um i think he was fine um, I don't think he was anything other than that, but sometimes that's all you need. So um, the only other ones I think that are big, um, Aziz Al-Shair, I think he is going to Houston. Had to Houston, Ryan. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's any question there. Um, you know, and D'Amico will use him to help install that defense down there. Um, and then I think we I think we got it. Uh, I, I had don't think two, there are two, na- two oh, names that are interesting to me. And you're about to say it, Tyler Croft, Croft and Ross Dwelly. Yeah. It's the tight end position. Mm-hmm. Got Charlie Warner, right? It's still under contract. And then Kittle, obviously. One more season. Yeah. Are they going to try to upgrade next to Kittle a little bit? God, I want them to can, so bad. You know, maybe be a little bit, bring a little bit more in the passing game. Yes. I'm curious to see what they're going to do there. I think not that those two names stick out to me. I think Tyler Croft will always stick out to 49er fans now. Yes. But, um, It's For more sure. of that position. Do they, do they yeah. try to upgrade that, whether they draft somebody or whatever? That position is, is really interesting to me. I've been desperate for them to upgrade their tight end two position for, I think this is three seasons now. Um, And they, they just disappoint me every year. So I'm just going to prepare for disappointment, but Hey, if they, uh, if they shock me, I will be, uh, I will be open to that and and pleasantly surprised. (laughs) All right, Brian, we got to get out of here. Until next time for Brian, I'm Al saying be nice to all people because we have to wear hats because our hats are cold. That's right. Later.